Good afternoon and welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. A pleasure for our listeners to get together on this program, a locally produced program, Mid-South Viewpoint. And it's really a show that's been on the air since uh, the Bot family bought this station back over 30 years ago. So uh, it's pretty exciting to see this program that started. It's had some changes, some different hosts over the years, but probably since about 2002, I started hosting the Mid-South Viewpoint program, and it's been a pleasure to do that, to meet so many great people in our community that are doing kingdom work for the cause of Christ. So much takes place in our city. I call them God, miracles, explosions of goodness, of grace, and things that need to be shared that the 6 o'clock news doesn't have time to do. So we're glad to be here today. Right now, we're under a mostly sunny sky, 67 degrees, looking for 54 for a low tonight. Thursday, the weather guy saying rain, 57. Really nice fall days the last couple of days. Before we get into our program, I want to talk just for a second about this new movie that's coming to theaters Friday. It's called Indivisible. This is the second faith-based film that local movie producer-director Dr. David Evans, who's an eye doctor by day and a movie producer on the weekends and nights. Seriously, he wrote The Grace Card and brought it to the screen back in 2011. This new movie, which I've seen, Indivisible, is coming nationwide to theaters, looking at the life of an Army chaplain based on a true story. Something special taking place on Friday night, and Bot Radio Network would like to send a family of four to the opening night of Indivisible, uh, these four tickets are specifically for the 7 p.m. showing at Malco's Cordova Cinema this Friday night. What's really special, too, about this is that actress Madeline Carroll, who portrays military wife Amanda Bradley in the film, Indivisible, she will be there. She also starred in the movie I Can Only Imagine alongside Dennis Quaid. She'll be at the special showing Friday night to meet and greet those attending. And if you would like to have four tickets to see Indivisible and meet Madeline Carroll, be our third caller right now at 901-683-0640. Looking for caller number three at 901 901- Six eight three zero six four zero. We've got those tickets for you, and Maria will take the calls as we continue with our show. Want to also say hi to our Facebook friends. We've got my pastor friend Grover Westover from Brownsville, Tennessee, First Baptist Brownsville, who's watching right now via Facebook. By the way, I went back into the archives of our Pastors Forum radio show. So the next two Sundays, 12.45, 7.15 p.m., we'll be featuring an interview I did with Grover a couple of years ago as I board a plane and head for Israel with Bot Radio Network for the second trip. And so I want to invite you as I leave for Israel to be sure over the next couple of weeks to tune in to the Bot Radio Network Facebook page where we'll be doing live video feeds on Facebook from Israel, the Golan Heights to Masada to Old City of Jerusalem to the Sea of Galilee. I mean, all over, you'll get to experience what we experience as we take this trip. I went on the June travels. What an incredible opportunity. Was invited to come back on this second trip. So anyway, we're glad that you're with us on today's Mid-South Viewpoint. I want to welcome host for radio show that you hear every Saturday morning, Richard Hamlet. Richard, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Brian. Ministry of the Marketplace, just hearing great reports. The program is having an impact. People are responding. You've been hosting that show now and bringing it to our Bot Radio Network listeners, not just here in Memphis, but across the network. That's right. Yeah, God is really blessed. Uh, that that program has legs, as we say. Yeah. It, it's uh, God is multiplying it. And, you know, we, we just want to be 
a catalyst in, in the airwaves, proclaiming the gospel and encouraging people to reach others uh, in Jesus' name wherever they are in the marketplace. Well, of course, that is a product of Global Ministries Foundation and the ministry that you lead, uh, you and your wife, uh, Ginger, and a, a wonderful staff that uh, support and do great work to see yes. the gospel not only here in Memphis be proclaimed, but around the world. And we're thankful for the opportunity. As someone who started out as a Wall Street investment broker, banker, God stirred your heart, called you into the ministry, and really gave you a heart for community, and specifically not just around the world, but here in our city. Yes. And that's been uh, shown through various festivals, block parties, you know, some might associate that with. One's coming up Saturday, and we've got another dear brother here. We've got Charlie Coswell. Charlie is the outreach pastor for the House Memphis. He's the executive director for Legacy of Legends CDC. Yes, sir. And, Charlie, you're always on the run, on the go. Yes, sir. And it's good to have yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to be here today and uh, the great work that you all are doing and being here with Brother Richard and uh, excited about what's about to happen, sir, in Frazier. Now, this is a big festival for the Frazier-Raleigh community. Yes, yes. So, And I know, Richard, these are events that your ministry has helped sponsor and do in the area. Tell me about the model of this and, and the purpose of this. Well, uh, several years ago, I had the privilege of working with uh, Luis Palau and his uh, Evangelist Association and with international outreach work, and the festivals were part of his attractional evangelism, which was different from the crusade model that Billy Graham and others used. And, um, you know, we did that several, for several years around the world, and, you know, God just put in my heart that, uh, that uh, Memphis and other metro cities in our country uh, need to be blessed yes. by this type of model where we collaborate to advance the kingdom with other kingdom partners who are in their the area of the uh, the constituents where we want to reach, yeah. and that's why Brother Charles here has been such a blessing to be a part of our uh, ministry partnerships in multiple ways to now, and Fraser and Raleigh um, is uh, he can share in a moment, um, but you know that's where he has invested uh, his life and seen the gospel transform not only himself. But in cultural renewal that's going on right there, right, right now. So uh, it's all about proclamation, uh, the good news of Jesus Christ, but we do it in a holistic way. We have music, we have uh, vendors, uh, we have uh, food, we have BMX children. daredevils? Or we they? have professional bikers that are, I wouldn't recognize anyone watching it doing it at home or in their driveway. But uh, Saturday is going to be a big event, and we just committed it to God. And this brother here is the, really the lead uh, co-chair of the committee, which can, is comprised of a lot of different faith-based leaders in the area. And so uh, we're excited. You know, you mentioned Luis Palau. Back in the mid-'90s, uh, our family were missionaries with Transworld Radio in Guam. And I had a chance to have Luis Palau in the studio at the radio station that I was working for in the ministry. Mm. So back in the mid-'90s, Luis came to the island to do a crusade. Yeah. And so I had a chance to visit with him partner with him in that ministry. That was pretty exciting that you mentioned that. And also, Charlie, talking about daredevils, when I was a kid, <laughs> I don't know if Richard did this, but we used to like line up the, the old metal trash cans, if you remember those. Right. 
we would see how many we could jump. You yeah. know, we would make a ramp and see how many yeah. of those cans we could jump. As Evil Knievel was pretty right. big back then. Yeah. But uh, there's some. I, ex- I tried that. <laughs> did, did you try it too? I didn't land good. Did you break <laughs> anything? No, probably my collarbone out of out of pocket a couple of times. Yeah. We used to try it on the uh, look. Uh, what you call them? Uh, dirt bike. Not yeah. the dirt bike. What the child used to ride. I can't even think of. I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. They change so much now. They've yeah. got all these new style bikes. Yeah. But Charlie, give us a little backstory to the Charlie Coswell. Your life. You grew up here in Memphis. Yeah, grew up here in Memphis. Uh, yeah, grew up in North Memphis in the Dixon Home. Oh, it used to be Dixon Home Projects, which is Legends now uh, in the downtown area. And around about sixteen, seventeen, moved to the Fraser community where I've uh, been living and, and working for, and, and just really, really putting my hand to the plow over the years. Uh, I do a lot of work in right now because being the former executive director of Range Line Community Development. Development Corporation then became pastor, senior pastor at Union Grove Baptist Church, and I transitioned in April to the House Memphis as the outreach pastor. And I just say quickly to that that God gave me a revelation that I had to get out of a position to get in my purpose, and because my purpose was in the community, as I always said, if the community is not well, the the, the church is not well. And what I found in that position, I was not serving my purpose. And and so I thank God that he opened that door and provided me to do this transition, that a lot of the work that I do right now, dealing with adverse childhood experience and working with juvenile court, working with our youth, it, it really is to to help prevent the tra- the trauma that I experienced early on as a child, seeing my best friend killed in front of me at 14, mm-hmm. another friend the next year shot in the head, uh, and then having a gun put to my head, and the guy pulling the trigger, and as he did, it didn't go off, but when they chased him, he turned around, and the gun went off. And so I said throughout my life I wanted to do something to bring about change that other children did not have that type of traumatic experience, and that's why God led me into the ministry. So I mean, this is reality in the streets of our our city yeah. right here that kids are hearing gunfire and dodging bullets and sometimes not dodging bullets sometimes yeah. are getting hit and coming becoming victims themselves yeah. of this street violence not to mention the gangs and the drugs and everything that that unfortunately affects you know our community and so uh what does a festival like this mean to the community of Frazier does it have any value to the people of Frazier at all they have great value you know i was getting calls today from some of the schools in the community that's going to be out there with their booth setting up their family engagement counselors from every school is looking to be out there. So that type of relationship, a lot of times when they can't catch the parents throughout the week because they're working, now they're going to be at this festival to reach out to those parents in the community. So that's good news Amen. right there. And so, uh, and then some of the other community partners that's coming out and setting up booths, uh, that's providing resources to have all of this, plus the gospel yes. going on in one place, that's powerful. So. That is powerful. And for you, Richard, what does it mean to bring this type of event to the Fraser community and the Raleigh community? You know, as a native Memphian, I love our city. And, you know, through the years, we've prayed about uh, uh, God's opening of doors where we could go into areas where uh, we haven't been able to be a part of kingdom advancement before. And, you know, we've had successes and we've had setbacks, you know. But all along, our desire is to advance the gospel and to serve God and serve the people. Yes, and I am overwhelmed with joy about what we're bringing Saturday to Frazier, and through this brother's leadership and the others uh, in the area there, 
uh, we're bringing the good news uh, that God loves them. Yes. And that Jesus Christ died for them. Charlie, I want to go back to something you said a moment ago when you were describing the work that God's called you to in the Fraser community. When you talked about these adverse childhood experiences, talk about some of the day-to-day and what children in our community, our kids, yeah. we talk about whether that somebody else needs to be responsible for their kids. Yeah. We need to take this on as a personal mission and a personal mandate is all of citizens that w- these right. are our kids because they're building the future this is part of the future how we're going to live for everybody, for everybody. It, yeah again adverse childhood experience is not a black issue white no. issue mm-hmm. it's a universal issue mm-hmm. and so when you look at the original study done back in 1996 17,500 individuals that they studied the center for disease control 80 percent of them was from middle class white household and so when you talk about the impact of having four more traumatic experience before your 18th birthday that lead to 12 times more likely to attempt suicide, 60 to 70 percent more likely to use drugs and alcohol. So every day when we see the occurrence of what's happening in our street from these, even the adults now that went through some of these traumatic experiences when they was a church, they normalized violence because that's all they knew. They grew up in war zones of communities like Frazier was. You know, we had in 2016 the highest murder rate in this city at the time, 220-some murders. Well, Frazier Raleigh, we had the highest, 36 murders that year. Yep. And we began to do that work that year with Colonel James Kirkwood, who was one of the co-chairs of this event, and he was our colonel then. And, and we began to focus on it's not what's wrong with them, it's what happened to them and yep. understanding the first childhood experience. We seen that violence would go down 50% the next year. We went down to 19 murders that year, the next year, which four of them was justifiable uh, shootings, and even down to like nine this year. And so not only that, we've seen our children who was at the rate of 700 children being arrested for the top 10 incidents in Raleigh Frazier going to jail every year prior to 2016. When we begin to address a first childhood experience and looking at the holistic of what these children are going to, families and domestic violence every day, we went from 700 to last year 250 kids, a 78% decrease and key children that actually went to jail. And so the impact of addressing this behavior and treating that behavior in a way that now we are educating teachers, we are educating police departments uh, and and just got back I had the opportunity, the governor had me up a couple of weeks ago at his summit to speak about this work that we're doing here. So it is across the state saying what can we do to model what you're doing in Raleigh Fresh? What about creating new economic opportunities Mm -hmm. in these communities because my dad worked for International Harvester Plant Mm -hmm. I mean you had Harvester, you had other big companies right. in the Fraser, near the Fraser community, jobs. And when those places began to fizzle out, right. you saw people leaving the community. Yeah. You saw people who couldn't leave the community were stuck and living there without jobs, right. you know? Right. Kind of connects in some way, don't they? And they do. And then that's the reason why I thank God, even as I serve on Merrill Lee Harris transition team, that in, in putting in place the fact that we need to invest early. When you fail to invest early, you pay for it later on. Yeah. And where we are right now is because we have failed to invest properly in education. We have transitioned from an industrial uh, uh, society to a technology 
we, we as we use social media <laughs> yeah. now, we are in a new society. So if we don't begin to train our children and putting them the ways that they can make money by using their cell phone instead of using to fight and violence, they can be YouTube and setting up their own bot radio and therefore bringing a new economy into this city. That's the what we have to begin to work on and, uh, and teach our children now compared to where we were. Because why? Those jobs have gone overseas and I thank God that the, uh, President Trump is doing some things to re uh, bring the c- country back to economically status, yet those jobs are not coming. Uh, it's costing too much, so we have to get ahead of the game yeah. and begin to look at other ways of building that economy. And that, that's building strong brains early. And I think a lot of folks don't realize there's a strong base that's working in the Fraser community. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear on the news a lot of, you hear crime issues, not just right. in Fraser, all over the area, even in Collierville, Germantown, you hear about these things. Yeah. But you've got people like yourself, Myron Thomas, Myron you, Thomas you know, yeah. that has leadership programs for students and, and others are doing work to challenge young people, yep, yep. you know, to take a hold of their future, you yep, know. Yep. So it's exciting to be able to, uh, to share that and also to be able to help promote this event on Saturday, yeah. which, by the way, it's going to take place where in Fraser or in Raleigh? In, in Fraser. Okay, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we Fraser, Raleigh. We, we pretty much married together, but it's going to be right at the corner of Fraser Boulevard and Overton Crossing in the Humney, Humney Plaza. Uh, many people know that intersection right there. Uh, I think it's 2130 uh, Fraser Boulevard. We want everybody to come out. Uh, when, when I think about this uh, event, we had an unexpected uh, uh, festival. I think what is about a year ago when we had the major storm to hit the city. Right. All the lights went out, mm-hmm. and at our church, we set up a hub to mm-hmm. actually feed, and we had over 6,000 people we fed that one week. And when I tell right. you, you 6,000? 6,000. And, and I thank God for this man. <laughs> a lot of people don't know, and because he didn't ask for no accolades, but he had a carrier bring a nice check over there to buy more food. And every time we was running out of food, more mm-hmm. people was coming. But that came because the people in the Fraser community have a bond of working together. We have been intentional about having a relationship with the pastors, the police, the politicians, the parents, the principals, the proprietors and partners. That's our seven P's out there. That's alliterated well, brother. And, 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 and again, having them and having that collective impact. So we want to invite all 6,000 of them who was a part of that week yes. long, again, coming out and helping other residents to come back out and let's celebrate this one in a way with, with lights on this time. Can we put you back in the streets prior to the changes that took place in your life? Yeah. And some of the struggles you went through, do you even think you had a hope or a future when you were where you were, Charlie? No, no. no I, I, the, the role that I was on, it was pure destruction because, again, the, the, the trauma that I was raising, it was normal behavior to sell drugs. It was normal behavior to, to run with gangs. And so I didn't know a doctor or a lawyer, those type of people. When the teachers tried to give me, what, what I uh, equate this to is Matthew 13, around the 18th verse, when he talked about sowing seeds, some fall on stony ground. I had that stony ground. And what God showed me, even doing the work that we address around adverse childhood experience, we're breaking that further ground by asking the question, what happened? People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And so in the work that we're doing, we're opening up the hearts of the young people to say that the people of God care. This event is a way to show our community that we care. And, and again, this is a buffer and a resilience build for our community to let them know there is hope 
hope that the people have not given up on them. God Amen. have not given up on them. And we thank God again for partners like Brother Richard and Global Ministry to help make this happen. So. And Richard, Charlie just mentioned, this is a partnership. I mean, yes. you're not only partnering with Richard, as he mentioned, James Kirkwood, yeah. who is the president of the Memphis Christian Pastors Network. Right. Apostle Ricky uh, Floyd. Apostle Ricky Floyd. Pursuit of God Church. Pursuit of God Church. Matter of fact, these guys were supposed to be here originally, and it's <laughs> yeah. something changed in their schedule. There's a news going on right now, I think, on Channel 13 feed, a follow-up story to Ricky Floyd. Two years ago, mm. he was carjacked. Mm-hmm. This is an incredible story. Yeah. I posted the video on my Facebook page. What an example yeah. of forgiveness, Amen. and not just forgiveness of Christ that Ricky yeah. showed to this one who carjacked his car, yeah. drug him, and left him on the side of the road while he was trying to stop the guy. Right. Uh, blood and bruised and beaten there on the side of the road left. But not only did Ricky forgive this man, mm-hmm. but is asked the courts to, to for, favor. <laughs> for a favor and allow him to go to Manhood mm-hmm. University, right, right. which is another great organization yeah. in our city that's helping transform lives. Like had transformed lives, and and I am sitting here because of Apostle Ricky Floyd. It was years ago. I've been on Apostle Ricky Floyd about fifteen years, and I was, I came to him that broken guy, and mm. and he didn't give up. He saw the best in me when nobody else around seen the best in me. So this is nothing new for Apostle Ricky Floyd. This is what he's been pointing to the lives of people for years, and, and over 15 years ago he did that in my life, so now I'm able to do it in others. So, what yeah. a story. Richard, putting this together, I know you've got a team that's working on this. When's it going to start on Saturday, and how can folks get those details? Well, the, it's between 11 and 3 o'clock, and uh, that's when the event actually starts. But I want to tell you, between now and then, there's there's prayer walking on the site, there's uh, reaching out to the community. Uh, there are invitations going out. Uh, we're praying that God would lead thousands to come uh, to this attractional event, which really we're praying that Jesus Christ will be the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And we are praying that as we lift Jesus up in song and in speaking, and even with the testimonies from the bikers and with all those reaching out with the hands and feet of Jesus, with the, the booths and the, and the kids' activities, man, we're praying that God would do a work of his grace. And I'm praying that Memphis, that we'll see reconciliation, first with God through Jesus, right? Yes. But then with one another, because this is God's city. No matter what language you speak, what, what skin color you are, we are all from one blood, and that's my prayer. And, Richard, when you mentioned what language we speak, just within the last couple of weeks, a yeah. brand-new ministry of Global Ministries Foundation, a Spanish <laughs> Christian radio station. I don't speak Spanish, but I even listen to the radio station because I know they're worshiping the Lord in Spanish. Yeah. But 105.5 FM, is that yes, right? Yes, and 83 AM, we're the first Christian Hispanic radio station. And uh, there are... Almost 80,000 Hispanics in right. the in the metro uh, MSA of Memphis that we know of. And uh, we call it the Boanus New Avis Good News yes. Station. And, You've got uh, Irving. Is- Ir- Irving Ravello is our general manager. He, he, he was former Cuban who fled Castro's regime that came to the States in God's mercy and providence. And he's there with us leading that and uh, on, our, on our GMF team. So, you know, Memphis... 
is not only uh, African Americans and not only Anglo's, but God has brought the Hispanics here. Yes, and so it's becoming more like a rainbow. It's a rainbow in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and we're praying the rainbow is going to be radiated from the sun, mm-hmm. S O N, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, yes. all over this city. And then also, just to add real quick, Ed, if those who want to come out to be a part of the worship and the prayer team at ten mm-hmm. o'clock, come out. Brother Richard and his mm-hmm. wife is being going to be out there training those who will be working in the crowd, praying with those who need, because there's many that are going through, again, as you talk about the domestic violence and the youth violence, the things that poverty that's in this community that is still high, uh, they need prayer. They need somebody to stand in the yeah. gap. So come out at 10 o'clock right there at 2130, Fraser Boulevard, Fraser Boulevard, Overton Crossing, and be trained to help go out into that that community that day and pray. So. And Charlie, if folks want more information too about your ongoing ministry yes. uh, connection through yeah. web page or how can they contact Yeah, they can reach me at 901-236-4604. That's 901-236-4604. And again, uh, just look up Building Strong Brains, Tennessee, Building Strong Brains, Tennessee, and, and study that ACE, that Adverse Childhood Experience information. It's powerful. It's life-transforming, and it will save lives. Well, and Richard, I guess gmfonline.org. Yes, that's it. And you can get all of the various information about the various ministries that GMF is involved with, gmfonline.org. And don't forget to listen to Richard hosting Ministry in the Marketplace every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. right here on AM 640 and FM 100.7. And you can tune in, I believe, on the network. Airs at a different time. Two Central Time on the the BOT National Network, 130 stations all around the country. That's pretty exciting. So grateful. Well, gentlemen, we pray God's richest blessings on you as you have this big festival for the Fraser Raleigh community on Saturday. Again, the time is 11 to 3 p.m. And give that location again. 2130 Frazier Boulevard again. All parents, teachers, schools, come on out and be a part. I'm Byron Tyler. That's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Bye-bye now.